0: Rated and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts yet? <laughs> I, I have not done that, but I'll, I'll do that. And
1: <laughs> this is an associate, we are not CEOs, we are associates, that's what we are.
2: Hello, and... And welcome to episode 15 of And Associates. I am your favorite host, Carson.
1: And I'm just the other host, Preston Epperlund.
2: <laughs> just a regular guy. Just um, <laughs> you know the deal by now. If you could subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, we would love you and super appreciate it. Um, and this week we're Uh, Gonna get into some Sporty Spice things, (laughs) but first let's do our corrections. Preston, do you have any corrections for us?
1: Um, It's more of a Preston clarification, but so last week I was talking about the difference between, oh, did you hear my dryer? (laughs) Just yelled at me. (laughs) (laughs) My laundry's done. Um, But last week we were talking about the difference between humans and animals, and I did not articulate it very much in terms of like why friends are thing. what anyway so what I was trying to get to was that like when humans are hurt like humans learned to like help them and stuff whereas some animals like when they get hurt they just kind of like leave them and like let them die so
2: okay that's
1: what I was trying to articulate very poorly last last week, which is basically every <laughs> every week at this point, me trying to articulate something that doesn't actually, you know, make sense.
2: So So are animals are, are animals like the Republican Party <laughs> arguing against universal health care?
1: <laughs> They're like your individual figure it out yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, gosh. All right. Well, I don't have any corrections or clarifications for last week, although I will say I super love that um, you just mentioned your dryer, and um, sometimes I'm self-conscious about our background noises <laughs> because I, I put us on this, like, high, high tier, like, we're the Top Notch Podcast. Yes. <laughs> but I was, speaking of Top Notch podcasts. I was listening to an NPR one. And I heard some, like, echoing and some background noises in their first season. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, ah, oh, God bless. Like, <laughs> we're on the right
1: path. <laughs> we are doing the right things. It's fine.
2: <laughs> and we're just figuring it out.
1: And NPR, and that's that's money, let me tell you. They're, they've got some money behind them. Ballers!
2: <laughs> <laughs> we must also.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, we have so much money behind us. Um... Okay, cool. So, Carson, should I uh, introduce our our guest that we're going to have on?
2: Um, yeah, because you know him.
1: <laughs> yes, so I have known um, our guest for 27 years, my whole life um because it is my oldest brother so it's my oldest brother alex who will be talking about sports with us (laughs) which during the conversation you will hear carson and i's complete lack of knowledge of sports (laughs) as we um try to ask questions that you know, are sporty and whatnot.
2: <laughs> we do a lot of, mm hmm. Yes.
1: Oh yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> interesting.
1: Ah <laughs> uh, yes. So you're telling me they were trying to get the basket in the hoop? No, the ball in the hoop in the basket. I don't know. Anyway. Um. So with that, Carson, I think if you wanna play us into the weekly wrangle, and then we'll roll that interview.
3: Do no no do no no. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. So Alex, can you tell us what makes you an expert on the sports topic?
0: (laughs) Sure. Uh, hi guys. I'm Preston's older brother, um, Alex. Uh, so it's a first time caller on the show, long time listener. So, uh, glad, glad, glad to be here. Um, in terms of sports, uh, told my, my brother that, uh, this is one of the topics that I'm very passionate about. Um, I do follow several professional teams as well as college teams. Um I do a lot of fantasy sports, so that kind of gives me um some background knowledge on, you know, different players, different, you know, ins and outs of different types of sporting events. Um but yeah, so I I know a little bit about each type of sport some more than the rest. Um but I do watch sports every every day, every evening, uh every night before I go to bed. So my wife has to put up with me. So uh she kinda just deals with it. But uh <laughs> she understands that it's part of me. Um and then I'm I'm passionate as I play sports as well, um, just to stay active and you know, use my competitive spirit. So that kinda gets me ready and uh I just really enjoy just talking sports in general as well. So are and you pers- oh
3: oh go, I was go like ahead. gonna ask. If you're watching sports on ESPN, or do you stream them somewhere?
0: Yeah, um, so I I do both. Uh, ESPN and TNT are the two um, channels that normally play NBA. NBA is one of the sports that I pretty much watch every day um, because the playoffs are on right now. Um, But I do stream sports as well. Um, This is off the work record, but sometimes during work, I'll come – since I'm working at home, Some days, you know, I'll throw something on my secondary computer or there's been games on in the middle of the afternoon. So I've been kind of having that on in the background as well. But, uh, yeah, I do it on TV and then I I do stream as well.
1: And, Carson, one thing that he did not mention, um, which obviously didn't happen this year, but March Madness. During March Madness, he um, and I just noticed because of his post and having been over to his house in the middle of March Madness, but he'll bring up another TV into his living room to have multiple games on at once. Um,
0: for all the basketball viewing experience <laughs> <laughs> so <is> you're
3: <laughs>
0: so you're stealing you're stealing my stuff man that's uh that's one of the things I was going to talk about so that's oh, that, bring that up. <laughs> but no no that's funny because yeah that's way I'm never missing a, a game because there's multiple games going on at the same time uh are you familiar with the March Madness tournament Carson the NCAA tournament
3: um I am I actually won not this past year cuz they didn't have it obviously but the year before um to um my surprise and my classmates surprise I won <laughs> the bracket challenge thing
0: <laughs> Nice yeah. congrats that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> Thank you <laughs> I just did
3: it very random <laughs>
0: Sometimes that's the way to go and us, uh, quote unquote, experts are the ones that uh, feel bad about it and somebody who just randomly does it wins and they get the prize. So, you know, that happens. (laughs) That's awesome.
1: Um, Okay. So now that you all know a little bit more about Alex in terms of how much he likes um, sports and watches them and engages with them in different ways we will now get into some of our questions, which are going to really center around these sports bubbles and um, kind of what they look like here um, the past couple of months and what they're looking like in the future. So, Alex, our first question is really just, well, I guess our second first question, whatever, uh, is about um, what is the, the current... Sports bubble look like, uh, and and I know there's different ones for different sports. There's one in the NBA, MLB, um, soccer, all those different sports. So, can you give us a sense of what the different um, the different sports institutions are doing?
0: Sure. So currently, the different um, platforms kind of handle things a little differently. Um, the NBA was really the first major u.s market team and and for the purpose of this i'm just going to talk uh u.s um sports um they were the ones that took it to the level of hey we want to make sure player safety is the top priority here um so they secured um the espn essentially like court down in orlando florida um, attached to disney world and uh what they did um Is they were able to secure the basketball courts and then create a a quote-unquote bubble uh, for the players so the players when they arrived they had to be in a mandatory quarantine they're getting tested daily um, and then they were essentially not permitted to leave the bubble unless certain circumstances came into play like they were having a baby there was an injury things like that Um, and then when they came back they were subject to a new quarantine um hockey is very similar um they're actually playing up in in canada right now um and both of them are in the the middle of their playoffs right now um speaking on terms of both of the sports um, that are doing the bubbles um, we can say there's been no positive cases so there's been no outbreaks they have had no delays no interruption in their season um, there was an NBA interruption um, during some protests, um, which I can speak to later. But in terms of COVID, there has been zero positive cases. Um, flipping the script, the other two major sports in the U.S., uh, MLB, uh, which is baseball, and then NFL, um, they're taking a different approach. So they are not using the bubble. Um couple reasons behind that. Um, they hadn't started their season yet when it came to baseball um NFL rosters are too big, too many teams um to really handle a small uniform bubble like the other two markets did. Um and there's been some very different outcomes. Um did some research before the call and to date there have been 41 major league baseball games that have been postponed due to a positive case um whether it was a player or somebody within the organization that's part of the traveling group of people that is coming um you know, within, within the group. So Mm -hmm. uh, there's, and that's, baseball started at the end of July um, and it's only a 60 game season instead of 162. Um, So it's really small. um, And they've had a lot of, you know, positive cases, which has caused them to have a lot of different rule changes. Just for example, two quick rule changes, special rules. If there's extra innings, they're playing a lot of double headers where they only play seven innings instead of nine um, Mm -hmm. just to speed up, the games and then nfl starts this week and they are not having a bubble either so i'm very curious to see a are the players going to be doing the right thing because currently in their training camps they're kind of subdued they're in a certain structure they can't leave the the, essentially campus that they're on like the nba and hockey are but once they're traveling you know are they going to be you know with their Current groups or are they going to be going out trying to do things and you know possibly get in trouble? So I'm very curious to see how it's going to go. Uh, but you can see the approach for the four major um, um, professional sports in U.S. They've they've taken different approaches. Yeah. Um, and just
1: to follow up on, so the MLB has 60 games in this 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 season. How many games do they normally play?
0: 160. Oh, uh, that's okay. Because <laughs> normally and, they play from April to the end of September, and instead they're right. playing basically August through the end of September. So, Gotcha. And so, so – oh, go ahead, Carson.
3: I was just going to say, can you speak on um, for a minute just how, I guess, important it has been for you as a sports fan? So it sounds like some of the teams are doing things maybe better than others, some of the leagues. Um, Yeah. But for you as a sports fan, you know, amidst the global pandemic, what has it meant to you to see the sports go away and then come back?
0: Um, That's a great question. And that was one of the things I wanted to actually bring up. Um, The whole sports postponement in general, um, it really hit me hard. Um, It started. I'll never forget it. It was March 11th. Um, What happened on that day was an NBA player tested positive and that essentially created a string of events that led to the NCAA tournament getting canceled, hockey becoming postponed, you know, college sports for the entire spring season being canceled. And then there was just this giant gap. Um, There was really nothing going on. I mean, normally that first, or that middle of march i take off work i watch those ncaa tournament games um and that was when COVID became real for me was on march 11th when and they're man they're canceling games like they're saying people can't play right now Um, they're canceling this tournament that is this three-week spectacle that makes the ncaa billions of dollars i mean this is a really really serious thing um so moving forward um when basketball came back when hockey came back Um, I mean, when things started picking up again, I mean, it was like a breath of fresh air. Um, There just wasn't a lot going on in terms of entertainment, um, where you could kind of take yourself out of the COVID mindset, if you will. Um, Like, man, this is a stressful time. This is a time where I just want to sit back and I want to enjoy a sporting event for two hours, kind of wrap myself up in rooting for a team and not really think about, you know, all the other things and stresses in your life and I'm sure I'm not alone with that. I'm sure there were a lot of other people that that kind of felt the same way. So, it's been, you know, nice to be able to flip channels right now and it's going to be crazy because starting next week for the first time I think ever, there's going to be hockey, baseball, basketball and professional football all on at the same time. So, that's that's unbelievable. So, it, it it's just it's just nice to think about and it it lets you not worry you know, for a few hours about all the things that are going on in the world. And in terms of your viewing experience, what um,
1: what do you think about what, like, ESPN is doing? Because, I, I mean, me having not watched any basketball games or anything, I'm not sure what they're doing, but I know, like, with tennis, because there's no fans, they kind of pump in fake fan noise, Yeah, and it kind of sounds very um like i, I would rather it be quiet so that we could hear what's happening on the, the the court and stuff but are they doing that sort of thing with the nba games the uh, hockey games and stuff or
0: um so to some extent yes um nba for the second round of the playoffs and on um they are allowing family members to actually watch the games live um which is awesome they were in a mandated self quarantine as well and then once they clear quarantine they were allowed to essentially see their um Husbands or their kids or fathers or you know after two months of not seeing them, so that's really cool. um the n b a has also implemented this thing where it's um if you ever turn it on and watch it, the screens on the back end are a bunch of live people from a computer screen that have essentially won a virtual ticket, so they're essentially courtside watching a game, and they're on t v um so that's something that they've been able to do. Um, to kind of enhance the viewer experience the first Mm -hmm. time i watched it it really seemed like it was a video game and hockey the same Mm -hmm. way because there's no like you said there's no people there um, but they're trying to really make it still feel for the players like they're in somewhat of a game atmosphere Um, and then a quick funny thing about what baseball did is since they're also playing with no fans they allowed people to purchase um, <laughs> cardboard cutouts of themselves or family members and they've been putting those in the stands so that was how they kind of <laughs> set that up Is you could pay 70 dollars and get this full-size cardboard cutout of yourself and you could be on tv just a cardboard <laughs> cell so if you wanted to pay that money it was available to you so <laughs> and, and, and it got donated correct it that? did yeah it yeah. did but it was cool it was a way for them yeah. to try to you know do something and for people that are just watching on TV and you can't go to games like you may normally do, you could still do something like that. That is the
1: only way I will go to a baseball game now is as a cardboard cutout. So, maybe <laughs> <I> just... <laughs>
3: um,
1: well, cool. Okay. So I, I want to circle back real quick to the positive tests that happened for the MLB, because yep. I know for like, tennis again this is my point of reference is the u.s open and their rules and basically it was if if you had a positive test you were automatically out of the tournament um and it was a pretty clear rule and there was a little bit of funky stuff that happened this past week but we won't really get into that but the the more of the story is if you've tested positive you were out um and so it sounds like for the mlb uh at least that they didn't really have clear rules about Um, what happened in the rules kind of shifted
0: throughout the playing. Is that, is that correct? Um, I don't think they ever had like a COVID. This is what we're going to do. If Mm -hmm. there's a positive case, Um, in my opinion, they've been the most lax with it because all they do is if there's a positive case, they don't play the game. The game is automatically postponed. Everybody is subject to testing and then both teams are quarantined. So that's why there's entire series, and potentially if it's the last game of the series, the following series are postponed because the entire team can't play. Um, One other thing about MLB, what they did, is they created like a B team. So if there's 15 people that test positive and they can't play for two weeks, um, they have these people that they can call up, and then they can be on the, um, professional roster so that they can still play but they're still subject to quarantine and we've had cases where there's 14 15 16 people on the team testing positive that happened the very first weekend that baseball started when the miami marlins um they had an outbreak and over half their team tested positive and they had to they didn't play for almost two weeks so just things like that is crazy wow um, and the NBA, have, they haven't seen any positive tests yet. No, the uh, ML or uh, not MLB, sorry, the NHL and um, NBA, they've had zero positive cases
1: in wow. inside
0: their bubbles. Okay. Um, well, Carson, do
1: you have any other questions about COVID? I know um, there are some other sports things that have happened these past couple of weeks that I think Alex wanted to talk about, but if we want to focus on covid do you have anything carson
3: um no i don't have anything else on covid
1: okay um so sh- switching over to um what happened 2 weeks ago and um i think most people know what's, what what happened 2 weeks ago which is the purpose of what happened 2 weeks ago which was a a protest throughout sports um but uh, alex you again being the quote unquote expert on sports. Would you like to um describe um
0: that that protest, what it looked like, how it came about, that sort of thing? Yeah, sure. So um in Wisconsin a couple weeks ago, um, and I'm sorry, the guy's draw I'm drawing a blank. What what was his name? The guy who was shot seven times in the back.
3: You guys Uh, remember? Jacob Blake, I think. Jacob Blake,
0: yes. Thank thank you. Um the took it to another level um throughout their entire plane since they moved to the bubble um they have a black lives matter um logo on their court um so they're already allowing the players to use their platform to try to have some social reform um but they took it to the next level because um the milwaukee bucks are in the playoffs and they determined about 30 minutes before the game that, A, they weren't coming out um, to warm up, but then when the rest and of the officials went to go find them. They essentially said, we're protesting the game. We're not playing. And that started a three-day hiatus for basketball where they had every game postponed um, and the um, NBA Players Association, the owners, um, they were determining if they were even going to continue to the playoffs or were they going to leave the bubble and, um, you know, kind of address all the things that are going on in their outside world right now. Because, um, as you know, you know, the majority of the NBA players are African American, you know, so they have um, a lot of feelings, they, they have a lot of, a lot of emotion. Um, And they really um, take a lot of these um, protests and things that occur um, to heart. And they're using, you know, their platform for good. Um, But inevitably what they did, they did agree to continue playing. So they are currently playing even right now um, on Sunday afternoon. There's a game going on. But they did use their platform to just say enough is enough. And we're not going to play. um, And we need to be heard. And that was their way of doing it was by saying, we're not going to play. And, you know, they were, they were addressing it with the media. So that was their way of handling it.
1: Thank
3: you. Wow. Uh, oh,
0: go
1: something ahead. Go like ahead,
3: that, Well, something like that is just, I think, profoundly impactful when you have the entire sports world being canceled just six months ago and so everybody is anxious to get back to their fandoms and their viewership and like Alex was saying sort of a um, an escape for a lot of people and so um, you know the statement that those players were making I think in in any time would have been huge but now especially I think people are just really aware when when sports go missing or when sports go off.
1: Yeah, and the, I mean, the the progression of, I mean, sports has always been rife with protests, uh, especially, I mean, you, you look back at the 60s and everything, but in terms of this, uh, not specific, but uh, the, the racial justice fight that really Colin Kaepernick started four years ago, and where it's progressed to, yeah. um, to, um, actually the institutions of, um, the MBA, the MLB, the H- a- a- NHL, and the fact that the NFL guy, not, the commissioner, I don't know, does, does the NFL have a commissioner? Or do I just make that they, they, they do, Roger Goodell. Yeah, and he, he actually, I <laughs> look, I knew a thing. <laughs> you <know> um, <laughs> yeah. Well, cause he, he even said that, um, Colin Kaepernick he either apologized to Colin Kaepernick or he said that Colin Kaepernick did the right thing uh which he would not have said four years ago right um or did not say four years ago um because I mean again it it comes back to our very first episode Carson when we talked about these protests but they continue to happen um the protests because of what continues to happen which is the 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 racial injustice and that's I mean why um, the systemic nature of racism is something that uh, we we need to accept and deal with rather than continuing to put these band-aids over and um, that is one other thing I don't know um, how much you know about this Alex but I did see that uh, because on the like the back of uh, NBA jerseys they can put mm-hmm. specific Bright- phrases. Brightness yet um ho- however <laughs> the, they are are only allowed to put those specific phrases so they're the ones deemed um appropriate by the sponsors if you will so there's still a little bit of i mean because let's be very clear the reason protests work is because they're not corporately sponsored <laughs> the reason protests work because um you know you make that disruption that's why. that's why i think um and I, I'd like to know what you think, Alex and Carson. But um, I think why the protests two weeks ago um, worked so well was because the the big names and everything just decided not to play. It wasn't something that they got approval for ahead of time. Um, yeah. I mean that that's what happened at least in the tennis world with Naomi Osaka pulling out of the the semifinal. Was she got both the men and the or the women's and the men's to um, semifinal to be to pause play for that day and to then play it the next day. So in terms of um, those 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 methods of protest, I think it's those ones. I, I mean, I don't think I know. We know that protests work when they're mo- most disruptive, and it's great to see the NBA and uh, the U.S. Open has big Black Lives Matter matter banners up and everything. It's great to see those corporate sponsorships uh, and just uh, acknowledgement of the movement. Um, But also (laughs) they got to do more than just, just the PR aspect. They got to put their money where their mouth is uh, by supporting um, those, those, uh, those racial
0: injustice causes. That was something that I think Milwaukee um, the first team to officially say they weren't going to play, I think that was their exact point of view and their mindset was, hey, I can put Black Lives yeah. Matter or Enough is Enough or say her name on the back of my jersey, but I need to actually do something here and I need to let them know that, you know, we're serious about about this and we need to drive change. And by physically saying we're not going to play, uh, that sent their message. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I I think it did um, have an impact and an impact that something is going to happen. I don't know what that something is, um, but I think it drove enough attention and enough of the right people saw it that something will come of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I don't have... Um, Any more questions about that or the sports bubble, but Carson, I I think you may have some more questions you, or did I make that up? Yeah.
3: (laughs) I was hoping that we could just talk a little bit about like, Alex, what's your, what's your favorite sport to watch and at what level? And um, then what's your favorite sport to play? And just a little bit of a lighter topic.
0: (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Let's let's change gears. (laughs) I mean, from a pure aspect of watching sports, um, it's basketball. Um, I think I kind of hit on, you know, what's my favorite in terms of the NCAA tournament, so college basketball. Um, I mean, I I physically take off work every single year um, since I've been employed, so it's been 12 years now. Um, I have purposely taken the first few days of the NCAA tournament off so I can watch 32 basketball games each day. Um so um <laughs> basketball basketball by far is is my favorite and um NBA I watch NBA pretty religiously as well. Um I like the Cavs uh, the uh Lakers now that LeBron's on there. I mean that's not my favorite team but I am a LeBron fan. I'm a, I've been a Bulls fan ever since Michael Jordan so I grew, growing up watching them. Um but in terms of that um definitely basketball um football's next uh college football Big Ohio State um fan Mm, yeah but then uh playing um i'm still very active for my my old 35 year old legs um i play tennis pretty uh pretty competitively um as preston knows because i do play with him a lot as well Um, but i do still play basketball as well i play volleyball sand volleyball and indoor volleyball and then i do play co-ed softball with my wife Um, so I do stay very active, um, tennis and basketball by far are my two favorite sports that I still play, but I know as I continue to get older here, I'm going to have to slow down. So I'll probably, uh, just stick with tennis as long as I can since I'll be able to play that just kind of watching my dad and some of the older guys at our club that are, you know, mid 60s, 70, 80, I'm hoping I can play that long. So definitely, definitely tennis is where I, uh, I think my, my long-term future is, so that's me
3: tennis is one of those it just is so great because you you do you see a much older population playing tennis so it just gives um me personally some like relief knowing that hopefully i would be able to play tennis well into my um 70s yeah i don't know Um, no but
1: for, for, for
3: sure what
1: Oh no, no! I was just gonna say you could for sure play into your seventies, eighties. We play with some guys that are in their eighties, and like, there's one that's like in his nineties who still plays. So it, <laughs> it is very, and they. St- I mean, it's not like they're they're easy to beat either. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I don't know how long I'm gonna live,
1: so.
0: <laughs> True. True. So you're at least that's ninety-four. Also, yeah. <laughs>
3: So um, going back to basketball just for a minute, what is it about basketball that that you love so much? Is it, um, you know, like a childhood connection, something that you played every day after school or um, anything specific that you can name?
0: Yeah, great question. I mean, main thing and main reason is, uh, I mean, that was the first sport that our dad introduced me to. Um, my dad was a basketball player as well as a tennis player, but, uh, in his younger days, he was a very good player in both and he still plays tennis and he's still well, but basketball is the first sport that he showed me. It was the first sport I remember watching on TV. It was the first sport I remember actually going to an event, an Ohio state basketball game and actually watching it live in person, um, I, I don't know, per se, if it was a person that kind of drove me to it. I mean, if I had to name a name, I'd probably say I remember watching Michael Jordan when I was little. I mean, when I was probably six or seven, that was probably my first memories of an actual name to a player that I remember watching, staying up watching the NBA Finals and him letting me stay up and watch it, that type of thing, like 1991, 1992 in that time frame. Um, But, like, when I think about it, I mean, basketball, what, what kind of drives me to it is, You know, it's very quick, you know, 24, 30-second shot clocks in college and NBA. So, I mean, there's a lot of back and forth, a lot of running, a lot of action. There's not a lot of downtime except when there's, you know, reviews or timeouts, things like that. So, there's always something going on. There's a small group of people. There's only – it's five on five. It's not like baseball or um, um, NFL or any type of football where there's bigger groups in the court. So, you know, there's a small group of people that you kind of have to connect with. Um, so, it kind of drove me in that direction. And then when I started playing it, I just kind of fell in love with it. Um, you know, becoming good friends with your teammates, kind of getting a connection on and off the court with them, kind of get a feel for them because you're always with them, practicing with them, playing games with them, you know, eating meals with them, those types of things. Um, those are the things that I, like, remember my childhood days. Um, and, I mean, I just remember you know, enjoying myself, um, getting a chance to to play that sport and, you know, have my parents and my brothers and my family watch me play that sport, that type of thing. So, I mean, that's what kind of drove me towards it. And I just kind of kept that love here, you know, as I've aged. And while I don't play as much, I still, you know, watch it as much as I can.
3: I love that. I love that you have all those special connections to the sport. And, Especially the the dad connection. I think um that a lot of people can name at least one parental figure in their love of sports. Um and I know that my dad um definitely got me into basketball. So I really um can appreciate that aspect. Um I also was wondering if you had any just changing gears a little bit here, if you had any thoughts or opinions on our beloved Ohio State Buckeyes and the football season. It's been a bit of drama. um,
1: (laughs) Yes. Do you agree with uh, our dear president?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're going on Ah. record here. (laughs) I'll I'll put it this way. Um, When it initially came out that they weren't going to play, I supported the decision. Um, the cases were still fairly high in the Midwest where the uh, Big Ten teams play. Um, It didn't look like they could really control what the college players were doing because there had been several positive case slash outbreaks during their training camps, during, you know, all the fall sports coming in. And that wasn't even with most of the people on campus. Right. So when you think about it from that way, well, hey, there's only you know a controlled ten percent of people on campus. When there's the normal fifty to seventy percent people on campus any given evening, who knows how many people could potentially be infected? And then I'm not necessarily worried about the majority of the college players, but think about the people that they're going to then interact with and potentially you know infect from that from that standpoint. So initially, I, I definitely agreed with it, um, and then obviously there's been some intervening um between our our president um people demanding that they play um players parents have you know protested in front of the horseshoe saying hey we need to you know agree to play this season we our sons we they don't need the structure they don't have anything to do this is what they live for that type of thing and i i get that mindset and i get that person you know that personal reference like hey if i'm not playing sports what am i going to do with myself um I mean, there's already been the one case where the um Ohio state football player he got shot at a party um he was shot yeah. through the mouth, so I mean think about that's just one example, but I'm sure that's happened maybe not to that same extreme extent, but I'm sure there's been incidents um with college players um or athletes where they're not playing sports right now where if they had been, you know maybe they're not in that circumstance in that in that given way so to answer your question, sorry, that was long-winded. I agree with it initially, but I do wish that there was college football, uh, Big Ten college football. And, I mean, obviously, I'm a huge Ohio State fan, but I'm not an eccentric, crazy, fanatic person where I'm, like, going to go crazy and burn down something if there's no college okay. football. Like, I, I can live without it, but I know there's people out there that are that, that type of, hey, I need this football, and you can't take it away from me, or I'm going to go crazy, that type of thing. So I, I get it um i think they made the right call initially but it sounds like there's going there's still talk of them starting a season you know october around thanksgiving that type of thing and and that's great i i hope they can figure out a way to make it work i mean college football was on this weekend so there are teams that are out there playing so we'll see you know what kind of comes of it here with the small smaller total group of players and teams playing
3: in the in the alternative, their their initial thought or I guess decision was that they would play in the spring, right?
0: Yeah, that's that was the we're going to cancel the fall season, but we're going to attempt to play in the spring. And you know when when they initially said that, I mean I was skeptical because that's just essentially kicking the can up the street, saying hey in seven months we're going to have this figured out and we're going to figure out a way to play. I think it was just a way to appease people more than actually having a plan in place. That was, that was my opinion when that came out.
3: Oh yeah. Wow. Well, I do think Ohio state, I mean, this is just my general opinion of observation based on zero data or anything, but I think Ohio state has been doing um, a decent job of, um, making the students, the general student body, take the entire situation seriously. And I think if the atmosphere in the campus is around um, acting responsibly, then it's much more controllable and then you can, um, it'd be more feasible to foresee like a football season.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Wow. okay um carson do you have any more questions about sports and stuff
3: (laughs) i don't think so not not right now i'm sure i'll continue thinking about this for months on end and just come up with a whole bunch of
1: things (laughs) um alex is there anything else you want to discuss before we get into our questions we ask all our guests
0: sure um just two things and then i'll shut up officially um when you think about how far-reaching this pandemic has been, um, and, and I'm just thinking from sports perspective, the Olympics, that was supposed to happen this year, and that got postponed. You know, that <laughs> doesn't happen. Um, so that was supposed to be happening in late July, early August, and it, it got postponed to next year. So um, I definitely wanted to make sure I, I kind of called that out. Um, but the second thing, was if you follow sports and it can really be any um, of the professional um, ranks it doesn't matter which sport it's just funny to look at the progression in the last six months Um, the same person who tested positive for in the nba that caused the postponement of the season literally two days before that he had been poking fun at the virus and during a live press conference went around and touched all the microphones and the recorders that were in front on the table in front of them. Um, only for two days later, him to be the first player to officially test positive. So um, that was like March the 9th, I think, because it was that Monday, and then Wednesday, March the 11th is when all this kind of came down. So when you think about it now, they're all very serious about it. Um, you know, in the middle of the playoffs, they're taking their bubbles very seriously um, for the most part it seems like professionally the players understand the risks they understand that it's not just about them um and i see that they're you know taking safety for themselves and others you know very very seriously which which i think is not something that could have been said 6 months ago so i I've, I've liked the progression i've liked how i mean and, and that's myself too i'm sure you guys feel the same way like as this has evolved you guys have probably seen yourselves doing things considerably different than you would have, you know, in February. Um, and I, I see that same way with professional players, and it's just interesting to see those types of things. So I just wanted to call call that out too. It's it's nice to see the progression in a in a positive manner because they're looking out for others. For sure, I haven't been to Target in like four months. So,
3: <laughs>
1: I've only been once since this all started, and that was because I was in search for toilet paper. Um, but, okay, cool. Um, Carson, is it okay with you if I ask the first one and you ask the second question?
3: Absolutely. Go for it.
1: Perfect. So, first question, Alex. And, actually, I'm going to shift it a little bit from what we would normally ask because of the... Um, the the way the question is, is laid out, but honestly, if, if you want to answer it the original way, then you can do that too. So the original question is, what is the best piece of advice uh, you received from a mentor uh, that you feel comfortable with sharing? But the way, way I wanted to ask it was, what is the best piece of advice that you received from a coach? Um, but that being said, you might have a coach that's a mentor, I don't know, but if you want to answer it both ways or one way or whatever, go ahead and answer that question. <laughs>
0: Sure. No, I can kind of think it all up. So that's actually a good way to put it. Um, quick little tidbit. When I started playing tennis, um, I was 18 years old. I didn't have any training. I didn't have any lessons before I played. And I was a freshman in college and I went to an open tryout for our college team. And I made the team. And ever since then, I've been playing tennis. Um, and the guy who essentially allowed me on the team, like I made it during the tryout. Um, He's the one who taught me everything and, you know, kind of got my mindset to the tennis player that I am now. And something that he kind of said to me is, you know, how do you want to be remembered? How do you want people to think of you when you're not around? So when I took that to heart, I always wanted to be the person that people think positive of, that they're like, oh, he's a naturally born leader. He's always around. He's always, you know, excited to be here. He's always one of those people that I just want to be around. Um, And I always try to do that, you know, not even in the sports world, but, you know, in my current job, when I go places, I try to do things in a manner where they're like, okay, that Alex guy was a pretty cool guy. Or, hey, that Alex guy, he's he's a really nice guy. He knows what he's talking about. So, uh, you know, not to the extent where I'm just sucking up to people, but to the point where I'm doing things where people remember me hopefully in a positive light and they say, Oh, you know what? That's, that's a good guy. He's, he's a, he's a nice person. He's a good friend. He's a good person to be around. So how do you want to be remembered? I think is the, is the, is the one thing I want to say. That's great. I really, Thank I you. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Thanks, thanks for sharing. And okay. Mm-hmm. So our second question that we ask all of our guests is, do you believe in ghosts ghosts yes
0: (laughs) yes i do (laughs)
3: okay Okay. do you mind sharing
0: sure so i have a subconscious and then i have a conscious answer so my conscious answer is my wife and i have a joke um that we always had a little boy ghost living in our apartment with us because every randomly we would hear either weird noises in the second bedroom, or we would like hear somebody coming up the hall or our door would creak when we'd be laying in bed or something like that. So we, it was always like an inside joke that we had a little boy ghost that lived with us, but he was a good ghost. So it wasn't anybody that we were scared of. It was just somebody that, you know, was kind of looking out for us, checking in on us, nothing like that. Subconsciously, I cannot watch anything in terms of ghost movies, anything that's horror related, because then I will not sleep for four or five nights in a row. So I do believe in them. I think they're out there. I think there's good and there's bad ones. Um, but I, uh, I, I try to avoid the topic, um, except when we're doing our lighthearted joke about our little buddy. Um, but since we moved to our house, we don't, we don't have the ghost living with us anymore. So I don't really think. About them. <laughs> The the little
3: boy ghost
0: didn't follow you guys. <laughs> to 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 our knowledge we don't think. So, um we like to think that all those noises that we heard in the apartment was just uh, our two cats coming down this thing or hitting the door or something like that, but every once in a while the cats would be laying in bed with us and then be like, what the hell was that? That type of thing. So, um <laughs> it's just weird, but uh no, we don't think he uh he did, we don't think he moved with us to Hillier. So,
1: <laughs> that's great well um i'll check with both of you but carson do you have anything else
0: nope alex do you have anything else just want to say thanks for being letting me be on this guys uh hopefully provided some good uh you know input and uh gave my kind of my opinion and my thoughts on things but uh really appreciate the time guys i really like your guys podcast i tell my brother i listen to it you know semi-regularly it's part of my workout routine as i turn this on because i work out for about 40 minutes so it works out perfect for my uh workout so just listen to a podcast but no thanks guys i appreciate it keep it up it's uh it's good stuff and i like the topics that you guys are doing awesome well thank you thank
3: you yeah
1: we, we, we we will take all the praise with that um i will say goodbye and um You will now hear Carson and I closing this episode out. (laughs) Okay. So you just heard my brother's voice and my voice and Carson's voice. Um, (laughs) But mostly him because, again, we were talking about sports and Carson and I, you know, sports. So with that, we're going to go into walking and talking um, and just talk about a couple of things that we are watching, listening to, and reading.
2: So this past week, I got super excited because the movie Trolls World Tour is on Hulu. Ooh. Someone told me that it's been available for a while on some other platforms, but I think that that is false because I've been watching and waiting for it, at least to be able to access it without like having to rent it or pay for it. Mm-hmm. And so now it's on Hulu where you can stream it, at least the kind of hulu that my sister pays for (laughs) and and i log into um so anyway i watched trolls world tour and it was pretty cringy in the beginning and i was like really nervous that it was going to be a really bad message uh because it's about kind of diversity and inclusion and it seemed like they were taking the like oh, well, we don't have to notice everyone's differences. Like, we can just mm. kind of be tra-la-la happy and um, not pay attention to what they bring to the table. But turns out in the end, spoiler alert, <laughs> they, they di- noticing people's uh, diversity and including them is important. Aww. So it turned out to be a good message, good movie. Not as good as the first, but still enjoyed watching it and then I listened to um an old cd from like 2011 (laughs) ancient (laughs) (laughs) kind of (laughs) almost a decade old and then the songs on it were even older but it's really funny to listen to such an old cd and something that like has not crossed my mind in six years at least And I still know all the words to all the songs. Love it. Um, So that was a fun experience, just driving around in my car and doing that. And um, as far as reading, um, I just bought um, me and white supremacy. So I am going to... (laughs) Preston, you all just missed
1: Preston's
2: (laughs) face. He's... Shocked. This just <laughs> in Carson's
1: a white supremacist. That's that I, that's the, why you have tiki torches. <laughs> I should have known on
2: the cover of the book is like someone in a white hood. Oh no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's so, about like addressing white supremacy, not about endorsing uh... it. <laughs> <laughs> should be an interesting read I'll, I'll let you know how it goes but i'm excited to have bought the physical copy and be able to take notes and highlight in it and things like that so what you got going on
1: um so uh, the u.s open has been happening the past week so it just so i have maybe just been watching that so a lot of tennis um serena is still in it uh dominic team is still in it um Naomi Osaka is still in it these are the people that I care about so that's the only reason I'm saying this (laughs) Um, (laughs) everyone else can go um just kidding Um, however (laughs) oh no I love her um also she has a Wonder Woman mask and I'm like yes appropriate Mm -hmm. um but uh what I want to say with that is Novak Djokovic along with our sports talk here folks uh, the final remaining person uh, Grand Slam champion in the men's draw um, got defaulted from his match because he hit the throat of a line judge with a ball because he was oh. angry. It was an, it was a quote-unquote accident, which, okay. But here's the thing, folks. This is not the first time that Novak Djokovic um, has done something in anger. And actually, I found um, a little thingy that I just want to read. This is me going in on Novak Djokovic. I'm like, come at me, Serbian. (laughs) Um, But uh, in at Roland Garros, which is the French Open, in 2016, he threw his racket and almost hit someone, but he didn't. So nothing came of it because he didn't hit someone. So in the questions afterward, the question came that back at the end of the first set, we saw you uh, venting. Uh, your frustrations, throwing your racket. Does it concern you that one day that will cost you dearly if you if you hit someone? And Novak Djokovic said, "You guys are unbelievable." Question: Why is it unbelievable, Novak Djokovic? Because you're always picking these kinds of things. Question: If you keep doing these things, Novak Djokovic cuts him off. I keep doing these things. Why don't you get Why don't you get suspended then? And then the question: You were close, weren't you? he, he, Novak Djokovic, I'm close, question mark, I'm still not suspended, so if I'm not close, I'm not close, question, if that ball Uh. had hit a spectator, it could have been serious, Novak Djokovic, it could have been, yes, it could have snowed in the 0-2 arena as well, but it didn't, Uh. question, you're not concerned about your mindset, Novak Djokovic, I'm the only player that shows his frustration on court, question mark, what, that's what you're saying, question mark? Question, you're one of the top-ranked players in the world, Novak Djokovic. So, question, you are showing this frustration. I'm asking you, do you think it's an issue for you, Novak Djokovic? It is not an issue for me. It's not the first time I did it. And ladies and gentlemen, it wasn't the first time he did it, and it wasn't the last time because he did it in the 2020 US Open, and he got defaulted, and his undefeated season 2020 is gone because... He continued to um, be frustrated, which, again, I get as a as, as, a, as a sportsman getting, getting frustrated and everything. But when it's at the expense of someone else's life, I mean, that ball hit this woman's throat, ladies and gentlemen. That is not it's not OK.
2: Yeah. And how fast do you think how fast do t- professional tennis players hit the ball?
1: So um, the men hit it anywhere between like 70 miles an hour and 100 miles an hour
2: that and that's that's dangerous mm-hmm. honestly like oh my yep. well hopefully he finds meditation and can center himself <laughs>
1: hopefully i also need it but um and then the only <laughs> other thing i'm going to talk about is mulan the remake which came out last friday i irrationally uh on a whim um re S- subscribed to Disney Plus and bought it with the $30 and have watched it twice now and I really like it so that's all. Um uh, <laughs> I think Well
2: okay, uh, but I did not pay $30 for premiere access. I was so excited and that blindsided me and I had no idea that that was going to happen and I'm so mad at Disney right now, Walter and I are not
1: speaking. (laughs) His head, his head's just floating. He's like, why aren't you talking to me, Carson? (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, the reason I paid it was because I want to make it clear to Disney that, like, (laughs) this is me making it clear with my $30, that um, this is how they should do it from now on. Like, I get $30 seems like a lot, but when you think of like a family of four going to the movies, that's a very comparable price. Like obviously for us single people, it seems like a lot of money. Right. But the good thing is Mm -hmm. now I have this movie as long as I have Disney plus, um, it's not just a rental. Um, but no, I get, I get the price tag is extreme, but they did say that they were going to release it for free. Um, well, free part of Disney plus, um, in December. So, if you don't want to pay the $30, you can wait for December.
2: Yeah, I'll probably say I'll wait to, till December and then get annoyed and buy it, like, November 30th. <laughs>
1: Perfect. <laughs> um, and, or you could just use my login. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but with that, Carson, are we ready to go to our yas bitches?
2: Yes.
1: Perfect. Um... I'll go first if that's fine with you. Um, And that is just that we have a holiday weekend here. And we have the holiday weekend because of Labor Day, which for those of you don't know, were men and women fighting uh, on the union front to get you a day off here in September. And so shout out to them and shout out to them for getting us another (laughs) holiday. Thanks,
2: guys.
1: (laughs) Hashtag protesting works. Peaceful protesting. Okay. Oh, and oh, I'm going to talk about our nonprofit, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: Sorry. Um, so I'm talking about the nonprofit today, which is Kappa, so the Columbus Association for the Performing Arts, um, and we really want to highlight them today because um, in a recent article that was posted on Columbus Dispatch, Carson, is that correct?
2: Um, no, it was, well, I don't know about Columbus Dispatch, but I saw it on NBC4i.
1: Gotcha but that they have had to furlough since the pandemic started over 400 uh, employees. For those who don't know, Kappa is a far reaching uh, performing arts um, organization here in central Ohio. They bring Broadway uh, tours into Columbus and that's how I know them best because I, I am a subscriber to the, to the tours um, here. So, you know, we get first crack at like when Hamilton comes through and stuff, we, uh, I just have the same seats that I sit in for all the shows and, um, and I'm able to uh, pay and see those things. But Kappa, um, for those who don't know, also do a lot of outreach with schools, a lot of outreach with um, different communities, and they're um, they're definitely hurting right now, as are a lot of the performing arts. And so, as much as we can to spotlight them, whether you can donate to them or um, uh, see shows once they get back in town, I know performing arts centers are 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 hurting so shout out to them um and we wish them um all the best and i just i just i want to i want to read um their mission statement because uh it's important for everyone to know but kappa enriches. so here it is kappa enriches lives by cultivating and nurturing the arts spreading an appreciation that can be felt in hearts minds and the economy of our communities. And that's something that's often forgot about with the performing arts is that it does bolster um, local economies and economies. Any, mm-hmm. any, um, th- yeah, exactly. And so any, any locality with a performing arts center or performing arts association or any sort of. Per- there's gonna be X number of dollars brought in because of that because people go see a show. what do they do when they go see a show they go out to the dinner mm-hmm. they go right. they have to park they have to all these things that bring people in to to um, to uh, you know help the local economy. so shout out to them
2: Yes, I love that and I love that organization and I definitely am gonna look into ways I can maybe, Um, help them survive this sort of economic free fall for the for the time being um so my thing for this week is I my vacuum cleaner broke and I know so I I know that your reaction everyone's reaction is just like a gasp and you're sad for me and honestly I was looking at replacing it And I was going to buy like a good one because I was like, I'm tired of having cheap vacuums. I have pets, so I need a really, really high quality one. And I just don't want to have to replace it again in a year or two. And so I was looking at basically the cheapest one was probably $250, but clear up to like $600. Right. And I was like, okay. So I'm looking at these vacuums, but I'm going to try to repair this vacuum one time before I buy, I take a hey! lunch and buy a new vacuum. Bless you. I'm
1: so sorry. I just scared my cat, <laughs> by the way. He just went, running.
2: Um, Do you have any other signs or symptoms? <laughs> have, you, have you been coughing? How's your temperature i
1: have a runny nose and my temperature is 104 is that bad
2: (laughs) good thing that we're doing this separately in our (laughs) own spaces anyway um so i i did my thing and i took my vacuum apart i unclogged things i think i cleaned the filter i did a bunch of stuff yes and let it sit for like a day or two um because you have to let the filter dry out and everything. And then I just used it today. And it is the same quality when I bought it like in the very beginning. I fixed it 100% like better than it's been for over a year because it's been kind of like on the downhill. I'm so impressed with myself and I'm starting a vacuum repair service Um, I'm charging $25 an hour, so if you have (laughs) a vacuum that needs repaired, bring it to me. And um, if I can't fix it, I'll only charge you $10 for a consultation (laughs) fee. That's it.
1: (laughs) Let's just say, everyone, and Associates, is not only a podcast, it's also a vacuum repair company. With...
2: Oh my god, I just became CEO of my own company. What? I have to actually no, start it No, first.
1: no, no. You're, you're head technician. Uh, who's the CEO then? Molly. Uh,
2: that makes sense. Pippa's the CFO. Um, <laughs> she's like, let's spend all of our money on cat food.
1: Yes. Love it. Well, well done, Carson. Way to crush it. Um
0: it, and it
1: seems like something so small but honestly fixing anything that's broken so that you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars is the most um that feeling is just one of of great of great joy and I think it's something that like our maybe not our parents but definitely like our grandparents and stuff like I remember being over at our grandparents house um when I was a kid and like my grandfather would jimmy some crap together that I'm like, how is this okay? But like it, it had been working for like fifty years because he was like <laughs> and I'm just I just anyway. So well done, Carson. We're gonna go.
2: Thank you. Yeah.
1: So um with that everyone, we will just remind you to subscribe, rate, and review us on the Apple Podcast um thingy. And with that, I will say Goodbye, and have a good week, Carson. Bye.